Hello all welcome back to the second episode of Marco Talks the Mind Hunter with Dr Prashant Kocharla Kotagaru I read some facts about how a criminal's brain might be different their frontal lobe might be significantly smaller there might be a tumor to blame there might be a genetic predisposition to commit aggressive acts as in Jacob syndrome in such cases how does the case trial proceed will they still be charged guilty they will um because our criminal justice system is not so evolved uh, why is the what's the purpose of the uh, prefrontal lobe being smaller it tells you it doesn't tell you what is right and wrong okay but talking about basically nandita what you've just described is a sociopath or a psychopath okay president vice president like that in terms of power uh, a sociopath if you take if you gather up about a thousand of your friends hundred of your friends I could probably find a sociopath in there. Okay, now with sociopath, the prefrontal lobe, which tells him what is right and wrong, will be slightly smaller. It may not be also that the communication between the prefrontal lobe and the cortex is a little less. It's not that it may be smaller; it the communication is less. Okay, the interaction. The second part, as you said, the amygdala. or adrenal glands yes sir amygdala so uh, in terms of uh, uh, the part of your brain that should actually be smaller your amygdala this thing called amygdala hijack each of you think back all of you all of us let's think back on when we got really angry somebody said something to us somebody whatever what's the first thing you feel the head gets hot right then you 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 flush not blush not like a bride on her marriage but you flush your face gets red okay you your hands become face you this is even hiding it even if you're trying to hide it the amygdala is the part of the brain is you know trying to regulate some sort of emotional behavior i think the two amygdala and the point is this that yes there is there are neurological deficiencies in some uh, smaller sect uh, some smaller section of criminals but we don't we can't uh, we have not, our human civilization nandita has not come to the point where we are able to do mris ct scans and say these people are born different so we need to treat them differently we need to rehabilitate them we need to treat them we need to put them in a psychiatric hospital we have not come there the reason is because it's not convenient if you if someone says how can that be you know we are very primitive if someone in your family was attacked someone you loved very much was attacked by someone and i came and told you that no no, no you see their prefrontal lobe is very small the amygdala are too active and you just i don't care you know take his you know take his head off so the thing is that he is primitive we are primitive not primitive but our reaction our desire for justice is also great so until we get to a more elevated awakened enlightened developed uh, criminal justice we will never help these people sir is the situation same in the united states and other developed countries or is it that way only in india i think it's actually worse in the us because there we before when i was telling you about you know a person who does a will do b a person who does a b will do c it's called profiling that was my specialization in the us profiling 
uh, looking at a person, body language, behavior, eye movement, nose, everything. The way when if you ask me a question and I, you know, rub my the right side of my brain, you know, spatial temporal, everything, trying to understand everything. Uh, in the U.S., it's maybe even worse because we have uh, the the majority of uh, inmates are male, African American or black prisoners. These are people who come from uh, a lower socio-economic uh, background, and they are uh, and they come out, and what we call them are re-offenders. Even in India, anywhere in the world, if you find someone, let's say, who's a thief. Okay, a thief. You ask him, you went to jail and came back. How many times did you commit a theft? He'll say once. I got caught and I'm okay. It's very likely he's died at least 27, 28, 30 times. He just got caught once. People repeat things. We all, we all repeat things. Suppose you are having a very stressful day. If you eat uh, mirchi bhaji, immediately after that you have some mango ice cream and makes you feel very good, it is very likely that you are going to do that two, three, four times a month. Okay? You are going to do what works for you. The entire structure of human behavior is this. Okay? Everything, all of human behavior is this. And if you can understand this, you can help anyone, you can change anything in yourself, you can, you would, you would be the greatest physician or whatever you want to be, all of human behavior, all of human behavior is based on getting your needs met. Whether you kill someone, whether you are giving 25 crores in donation to a charitable trust, whether you become the president of India, whether you become president of the United States like Donald Trump, everything is based on getting your needs met. The discussion we are having today is about getting our needs met. If you can meet the needs of other people, they will never let you go. Okay? It's about needs, not wants, not desires. If you can meet their needs. Sir, about how we tend to make the same mistake again and again. We all know that dopamine levels increase if a person feels rewarded for their action. So if a convict's dopamine levels increase when he commits a crime, does that mean there's a high chance he might reoffend? Yes. If you look at a convict, before you look at it, look at him as a convict, where do most convicts come from? You are assuming, okay, let's assume it's a lower socio-economic background, okay? Uh, he's not, the first time he does a chain snatching, it's not going to be until he's about maybe 16, 17 years old. Before that, it's picking the pocket of some somebody he knows it's uh, taking a pen that uh, uh, he's going to call he's going to class he may have ADHD or dyslexia most criminals do have a learning disorder dyslexia ADHD something that's why they don't the feeling of belonging in a classroom playing sports this is my friend that is my teacher that feeling isn't there so how do they get it they find people on the street they find people who say, hey, you're, you're our guy, man. Come on, have a cigarette. Okay? Say, no, no, my father told me I shouldn't smoke cigarette. Hey, come on, you're a hero. You didn't see Shah Rukh Khan in Dawn, the way he threw that cigarette, or Rajnikan, the way he threw that cigarette. 
come on, you're a hero. So this kid starts practicing. Now he's smoking cigarettes. What comes after cigarettes? Maybe some alcohol, maybe some marijuana, weed, okay? Now his brain is already compromised. So now the this gang has replaced his original family. They replaced his class, okay? We are talk about we're talking about deviant behavior. Why do people repeat deviant uh, behavior? It's called recidivism, okay? Why do they keep on doing it even after being punished? What's the likelihood of doing it? That is called recidivism. The study on that. So you take a person. It's in the beginning. It doesn't make him feel good. Him or her. Okay. In the beginning, it doesn't make them feel good. All it does is that it makes them feel good to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Why does a person go to a temple? Why does a person join a college? Why does a person become a doctor? They feel the dopamine, the uh, serotonin levels, the, it, it's, it's increased by them feeling like a part of something bigger than themselves. In fact, that is one of our greatest fears. It is not death. One of our greatest fears is not death. It's not not getting married. It's not, not getting into medical college, PG or UG. Our greatest fear is that the people around us find out something about us and they ostracize us, they throw us out. Everyone, this is every human being's greatest fear. The reason is this, very simply this, and this is about the criminal that you're talking about. Every single person on the earth has committed something, they've done something wrong. They hurt somebody. Maybe when they were six years old, they said something to their grandma, and grandma died two days afterwards, they can't forgive, forgive themselves. Every single person on this earth has been hurt very badly by someone. And they don't want to admit it, but they think about it at least once a day, once an hour, if they are lucky. Once every 10 minutes otherwise, okay? Some person they met in high school and they were very handsome or very beautiful, whatever, that person, whatever. My point is this, they want to belong. Human, we are social beings, we want to belong. So, my point is this, you will do what you have to do to belong. You will dress, you will comb, you'll comb your hair, you will wear the right clothes. You will do everything in order to belong. Now, what about a person who can't study? What about a person who is, can't get along in his family? Maybe the father is an alcoholic. Maybe the mother has... They will find someone outside on the street where they will belong. Now, that is their, that is their level of sort of duty or standard of behavior. How you can fool other people, take their money and go. Jail does nothing. Jail is, you know, putting them in jail does nothing. It just locks them up for a little while. Okay, because there's other things to consider. Um, it's uh, There's alcohol, there's substances that they also use. That's a part of that lifestyle. So when you bring in all of these things, where does this person ever get better? Where do they ever have a choice, a chance at life? They were born to be this. So before we put down criminals or whatever it is, anybody, we have to understand they were, they had no chance. Hi sir. Yeah, so I have a question regarding like, uh, what makes a successful psychopath? I mean, will it be possible for a psychopath to not to act upon his urges and lead a most possible normal life? I mean, it, will it be possible for him to do that? Yes. Now, there's a TV show called Dexter. 
<laughs> no, the, the, yeah, of course, uh, psychopaths can lead a normal life, but there are a couple of things that are missing in a psychopath. You have to understand what a psychopath is, okay? It's not just the formation of the brain. They don't feel fear, okay? They gain... Suppose I tell you that was a wonderful question. You may say, okay, good, thank you, sir, uncle, sir, doctor, whatever it is, right? You'd say that to a psychopath, that was a great question. They said, they'll think, idiot, don't you think I know that? I am more intelligent than you. Most psychopaths always walk around thinking that, what can I do to first fool a person, take something from them, harm them, and they don't feel fear, they don't feel guilt. Now, if you don't feel fear or guilt from early childhood, meaning age 3 or 4, where are you going to learn what is right and wrong? If you don't understand what is right and wrong, then you are going to do things that will make you feel good. See, we, we understand psychopaths to be people who kill other people. No, 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 no. Psychopaths are not people who walk around with uh, a bag, a doctor's bag full of, uh, you know, scalpels and everything else like that, you know, cutting it. That's, that's, uh, these are all movies. You know, the majority of psychopaths, the ones that I've seen also, are, are the ones who, um, they could be bankers. There was a uh, chap in America, his name was Bernie Madoff. He created an investment scheme for hundreds of people where he took the money of the people below and paid to the money of the people above. It was, it was a scam. Uh, yeah, he felt no guilt about it. Psychopaths could be a general. It could be a general and a very respected general in army. A psychopath could be a surgeon. Okay, a surgeon who says, I don't want to go to jail, but I love to cut people. I love to cut people. I love the the feeling of that 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 scalpel on skin and the blood coming out. I love that feeling, but I I'll go to jail. So what I'll do? I'll be, I'll become a neurosurgeon. You know, I'll become an orthopedic surgeon if I really want to get some cracking uh, sounds also. But I won't go to jail. I'll get paid for it. Okay? Uh, please understand at this point. At this point, you know what I'm going to say. People who are surgeons are not psychopaths. It's the quite. It's, it's the opposite. Some psychopaths who figure out who are also very intelligent and who are in control of their impulses, they decide to take on uh, roles, professions, uh, uh, and activities which reward them, which make them look good. You've heard of the term God complex, right? Among doctors, most of the time that you hear of a doctor who's got a God complex. The reason that they may have that is because they don't have empathy. Psychopaths do not have empathy. They don't have guilt. Uh, they feel, for example, let's say, okay, if I was a psychopath and you were, you, you, you are with the police, and I've got a body in the dicky, okay, I'm going full 120 kilometers per hour on a highway. Now I see 10 police cars with red lights. What do you think I feel? Anybody else will have a heart attack. So, oh my God, I'm caught. The psychopath will think, this is great. Let's see what will happen when the first police car pulls over. I'm going to fool that guy. I'm going to speak to him in such a way. I'm going to, whatever it is, that is what they get there. You know, this thing, in, I want to use a word with you all, it's called currency, okay? 
every single one of you has a currency currency is what makes you want to live okay um, for one of you it might be uh, though all of you are studying medicine one of you might say no my real currency is I want to see my parents happy when my father blesses me whenever I go for an exam he puts his hand on my head and says God bless you beta you know I, that is my currency seeing the smile that glow on their face another person says the currency is uh, ideally you know I want to go to US I want to go to the UK or that's my that's my goal that's my currency if I talk about if I talk about that topic with you you'll come to life right currency is anything you talk to a person about if you can listen to a person very carefully before I talked about if you attend Shadika uh, Rishta uh, you know Pedli Chupalu whatever you know boy and girl meeting a first time find out what the currency is what is it that makes that boy really set them on fire what is it that sets the girl on fire it should be the same when you find out what it you don't have to ask many questions ask a few questions people love to communicate same thing with psychopaths psychopaths love to communicate okay the only uh, 1994 I think or 93 my uh, mentor took me to see a, a serial killer he was a psychopath he was a sociopath psychopath this guy felt no guilt for it he was the most charming person I ever met and he said when I walked into the room he said Namaste with an American accent he said Namaste he said I heard you are coming and he said can I get you it was also I went to his house he said can I get you some coffee I said you can't take the chains off your hands what are you going to do how are you going to get me coffee but he was so charming I really wanted to have you know gone to a cafe coffee day with this guy and talked to him but I would not have returned home okay my point is this psychopaths sociopaths they are extremely charming because they don't have guilt they don't have the usual uh, censorship uh, filters that we all do and uh, you know that's how they're different you know uh, it doesn't mean that okay every person that you meet that's charming is going to be a psychopath did I answer your question or yes sir you did answer my question so during this pandemic, uh, many of us have developed new hobbies. Some of them had gone into gardening. Some had picked up a new instrument. So being involved with these instruments and plants and some new hobbies, will it help us to overcome our anxiety or antisocial behavior? And how do you think it helps in rehabilitation? I mean, do they have a very significant role in it? Thank you so much for that question. Uh, I'm a classical musician. Uh, my, my guru is my father, uh, tabla player, and I played lots of concerts. But uh, but you see, there are a lot of uh, class, uh, a lot of classical musicians who went mad during the pandemic. Why? Music didn't save them. Their what was their currency? Again, currency. What was their currency? It's not. Uh, it was not that. It was getting in front of the audience, audience claps, someone very beautiful comes up after the stage, they compliment. That was their currency. Another person, they, their currency was getting the raga, you know, getting that right 
shuddha swaraj whatever you do if you are if you are as you said uh, gardening okay creating a beautiful rose you know perfect fertilizer and everything like that whatever you do as the zen buddhists say even if polishing a bowl take a bowl okay and polish it then give it to someone let them take it polish it again 5 6000 if that is your currency the currency is not to make a shiny bowl the currency is the sadhana which is or the, the practice which is to keep in fact in most uh, buddhist thing they say keep polishing your own bowl okay so if your currency is something number 1 which does not involve other people okay number 2 it does does not in, involve a huge release of dopamine feel good chemicals okay for example oxytocin or the love chemical okay some people the living with their wife or husband whatever it is they need a lot of interaction hug this and everything if that's not what it is then if, if it's not these things some people want chicken 65 some people want uh, kfc some people want pizza right you couldn't get any of these things everything shut down when you ate it finally when it swiggy was online you felt great so my point is if if your if your currency okay and i think now we've established what currency is right it is what is the most important thing to you okay if your currency is suppose let's say your father your mother your sister your brother uh, it is your own mental health your mental health is your currency and you know that you are an anxious person if there are uh, six of us talking today or seven of us talking today it's a guarantee that at least four of us will have anxiety i can guarantee that we think too much we wish we could shut off our brains right you work all day long and when you lie down in bed the brain says no 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 wait wait it's not time to lie down put the ac to some you know 22.5 and everything the brain says no i'm going to show you a movie a film all the bad things you did in your life okay from the time that you lay down on the bed till uh, 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 1 a.m from one don't but don't worry from 1 a.m to 8 8 a.m i'm going to show you a bad a film about all the bad things that are going to happen in your life this is what happens so if you find out what your currency is make sure it's something that is self sustaining there are a lot of people in india right now and throughout the world with sadguru whatever it is you know i'm not i don't believe in anyone i don't not believe in anyone people are talking about self sustenance if you are whatever you do will make you feel better and feeling better you do that more right so like bodybuilding exercise uh meditation you'll you'll feel a lot better i hope that answers the question yes sir here is an excerpt from the diary of picasso's granddaughter marina picasso she details the way in which picasso bled the woman in his life try she describes he submitted them to his animal sexuality tamed them bewitched them ingested them and crushed them onto his canvas After he had spent many nights extracting the resins once they were bled dry he would dispose of them Based on what she described sir i think it is the other way around in this case 
how can we understand these two extremes where one art was being helpful to overcome their antisocial behavior and on the other extreme we have people who are using their artistic and creative minds to embrace their antisocial behavior so how do you want to explain it sir okay one of my great gurus in life bharatratna pandit ravi shankar uh, uh, he's uh, i'll speak to him i'll speak about him with some uh, filter you know he was married twice nora jones anushka shankar you know, beatles all of this uh one thing i think is that when we take take certain uh certain people whose creative sense is very powerful okay if, if, if your creative sense is extremely powerful i know yours is you have tremendous power otherwise you would not choose andhranatyam bharatanatyam kuchipudi something else andhranatyam That's why when you told me Andhra Nati, I thought you know, Nataraj Ramakrishna Garu and uh, you know, uh, Janardhan Garu, Ramesh, uh, uh, Kala Krishna, great, the power, the force, the two, three mridangam to keep one dancer uh, uh, dancing and um, the creative energy within you would be so high. Now imagine take any other person, okay? who has that creative energy you sort out medicine as your way of self expression now vedantyam classical dance okay shastriya natyam and also medicine what a doctor you're going to make i you know you know my point is this that most people have one okay um, and if your if your uh, if your passion does not contain your uh your need to express you're going to express it to other people i don't think uh, picasso would have gone after other other women the way somebody like uh, van gogh or you know others like that people came to him because he's a more recent painter right you know last 100 years so he people he was also bald he was you know he was old he was older even in those years people came to him <coughs> because of the genius If you look at his paintings, you don't think that. You thought maybe someone's child made it, but there was something in his paintings that was great. My point is this: very simply, this. If you uh, uh, best example I'll give you is this: um, if I go to who is one of your favorite musicians? T M Krishna. T M Krishna, right? He experiments with everything. He's, you know, he's he's a very uh, uh is great singer okay uh if you go to tm krishna and say uh why do you uh, why do you treat your driver this way and he'll say when you came to me okay did you come to me to check out my hairstyle did you come to me to see why i wear this shirt he doesn't wear kurta he wears some shirt with a you know lapel general collar and you know pocket He doesn't look like a singer, but he is one of our biggest singers. He'll say, "Why did you come to me? What did you say? Why did you come to meet me? We have five minutes to meet T.M. Krishna in his house. Why would you have gone to meet him? You can ask him questions and all that. He'll say, 'Why did you come to meet me?' Listen to his voice. He said, 'My voice, right? My sangeetam, my shastriya sangeetam, my ragalapana, my all this swarakalpana, all these things.'" 
but not you don't want to come to ask me who my tailor is you don't want to know how i talk to my driver you came to find out my relationship with music i think we all need to do this sometimes we find out when we find out someone who is our hero was elvis presley or is madonna or is lady gaga or is uh, ar rahman or latam anybody keep it to that keep it to that that's a very beautiful story i have but i won't take up time uh when you like someone don't keep on focusing on the things that they do wrong unless they come to you to help for help to repair those things you know we have a tendency that we we don't look at the person the area that we love about them we look at the whole circle i know in india we say take a white wall and put a black dot what do you see no that that's too easy that's too easy your intellect all of your intellects are too high are too well formed for that what i am saying instead is when you like something in someone keep it at that okay suppose you come to me and you like the way that i don't know the fact that uh, the way i teach my teach, treat my students i am dedicated to my field uh, my field certainly but then you say but he's also bald why mix the two okay no no i want someone with this that two thirty three years of experience, but also you know full afro of hair, you know jada, a braid. Keep the two separate. We human beings need to criticize. We have this urge to do that. So keep it separate, and you'll have wonderful friendships also. Thanks for such an enlightening discussion, sir. We'll end it for now and meet again in the next episode.